Autobots transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode 10 of season 2 of Transformers Prime. It is Armada. This episode was directed by Vinton Hook. It was written by Matt Wayne. And shout out to Matt Wayne for writing a damn good episode. And this is the only episode of Transformers Prime you ever wrote. But on the last time, we had a crap episode, a clip show, (laughs) the worst type of episode possible. But this week, uh, Bulkhead wakes up on the Nemesis and... Doesn't know how he got there. Yeah, it looks like he's hung over as fuck. Like, we've all been there, dude. <laughs> but uh, he's next to the Bombay doors, I guess, and because he almost falls out. And yeah. he tries radioing Ratchet. He's like, Ratchet, you're not going to believe how it got here, but uh, there's no signal. Yeah, so he leaves the room and he starts walking around. He's like... What's he like? Quiet or, or stealthy? Stealthy. 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 Yeah. And <laughs> this is like his comically too large body. Kalang, kalunk, kalang, kalunk. Um, <laughs> but he almost gets busted by a few Viacons who completely. They. I'm convinced now. Viacons have no peripheral vision. <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, so they walk past, and then he just starts backing away, kind of watching where they're going, and he backs right into Starscream, and they pull the guns on each other. Well, not right away. Because they, they have a bit of a back and forth where Bulkhead's like, hey, you helped us before. And Starscream says, uh, that was a barter transaction and it's done now. So uh, Starscream's like, you know what? Fuck you. And he slashes at Bulkhead. Yeah. And then Starscream pulls out his guns. And this is where I thought we were going to have a genius episode because, wait a minute, he's missing his T-Cog. How the fuck did he arm himself? Yeah, I'd like, how did he do that, right? But, well, it's kind of a moot point because that scratch, that did it, man. And I... And I love how the expression on Starscream's face changes from, like, smug to terrified while Bulkhead runs Which at him. I, I, I'd <laughs> like to see Starscream not be such... I, just once. I want to see him fight and mean it. Because he can kick a lot of ass. He just, yeah. He's a scaredy cat. But Bulkhead doesn't give a shit. He jumps on him and he's just like, that's for Bumblebee. That's for Bulkhead. For, uh, Boom! Cliff Jumper. That's for... Just, I think, beats him to death, but I'm not 100% sure because we go to a commercial break. And then when he come, we come back, yeah, I think he killed him. Yep. Well, it, he transforms his hand back from the wrecking ball, and he, he kind of looks at his hands for a second. It's like he, he's just realizing how violent and destructive he can be. It's like almost like, did I really need to? But none of that matters, because then we go to a screen that says 24 hours earlier, so this whole episode just started in medias res, and okay. But, uh, yeah, and Starscream's just moping around the desert, and he wishes he could fly again. I mean, as you would. And uh, he finds the Harbinger, the the, the other Decepticon ship, just the way he left it. Well, of course, yeah. It's not like it's going to get up and fly away again, right? He looks for Energon inside, but doesn't find it. He does, however, stumble on a laboratory, or laboratory, and uh, finds five protoforms. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, here we go again. Starscream's brigade. And meanwhile, Bulkhead's just driving down the road and he picks up a strong reading and he radios into the Autobots that he's going to go check it out. Um, and we, there's a lot of jumping back and forth between Starscream and the protoforms and then Bulkhead. But Bulkhead finds a large, perfectly round hole that goes deep in the ground and he starts, he sees no Decepticon activity, so he starts to descend. Yeah, because that's where the signal's coming from. And uh, back with Starscream, he extracts Energon from his arm with like a kind of like a syringe kind of a thing. And he's hitting the switches and pulling the levers and he makes five clones of himself. Yeah, so five transmutates walk out and they all go, <laughs> I'm here to love, or whatever that idiot said. Uh, he No, he makes five Starscreams um, in like perfectly made Starscreams. And uh, while that's happening, Bulkhead 
he's climbing down this hole, like a sheer wall kind of, uh, and the nemesis just all of a sudden parks overhead because or just before that, he sees that there's a bunch of energon at the bottom. And it's boxed and ready for pickup. And yeah, he tries to climb down faster, but he slips and falls. And then the Stargate elevator surrounds the energon crates and pulls him up into the nemesis with the energon. Yeah, he knocks himself unconscious when he falls or he gets knocked unconscious. But back with Starscream and the clones, he starts going on with, I'm your Lord Commander. <laughs> and the other Starscream's like, yeah, we get it. We all know. And it turns out that they share his memories, his desires, and all his evil evilness. And they even have one thing he doesn't. Uh, they can all transform. Yeah. And he's like, hey, you can transform? Oh, oh, wait, of course you can. Uh, that was a test. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> How do you not? Like, this is a real, a, a fucking short sight on uh, on Starscream's part. He should have just taken one of the T-Cogs out of one of those things. Yeah, anyway. clone one of them, get the thing first, then make the other four. <laughs> but uh, He sends them off to the nemesis. They're going to go get Megatron. And back on the Decepticon ship, we're back to present time, I guess. Bulkhead is waking up again and... Starscream's clones are here, too, and they're, they decide, you know what, we should split up because if we get seen together, uh, the, the ruse will be up, right? So the first one that finds Megatron, give us a call, we'll come back, yeah. And we follow one of them who tries to avoid some Viacons, walks into Bulkhead, and that was, you know, our yeah. big opening scene. So that's how the thing could transform. This one has a T-Cock, or it could get the guns out, it has a T-Cock. Back with the real Starscream, he's still hanging around the Harbinger. And it's like Zaymont and Tomax time again, because Bulkhead yeah. beating the living shit out of this thing on the ship, and Starscream can feel it. Mm. I, I, I... I don't know why they did that. It, it just seems like they wanted to shit on Starscream more, but it could have been great if, like, when Starscream, one of the clones gets punched in the gut, you see, like, the metal on Starscream's chassis crumple in. That yeah. would have been some cool body horror stuff. Probably too much for a kid's cartoon, but um, Bulkhead beats this clone to death, and then he finds a comm unit, tries to send out a signal, but just turns on an alarm. Yep, and the vehicons come running, but Bulkhead manages to shut this thing off and hide before they see him. But then the vehicons see uh, another of Starscream's clones, mm -hmm. which sees them, and it runs off. So they give chase. But why? Like, it could have easily just killed them. Instead, it goes, oh, my God, I just shit my pants, and yes. runs away. We've seen before that Starscream can handle these guys in numbers. But uh, meanwhile, a beacon just appears on the screen that Bulkhead left behind. And we cut to Arachnid looking at a similar screen in her helicopter mode, and she... I guess, picked up the signal Bulkhead sent. It's like, oh, a Decepticon symbol. Yeah, well, I guess she, yeah, she must have realized that this is the Harbinger. So, or, or sorry, the Nemesis. So she lands in front of a cave entrance and then starts sending out a mental signal, I guess. And she's like, my children, the time for retribution is at hand. And a bunch of Insecticons wake up. Mm -hmm. Commercial break. And now we go to Autobot headquarters and Ratchet still can't find Bulkhead, but he's detecting rather curious subterranean frequencies. And he doesn't know what they are but he knows where they are and it turns out it's the same spot where they encounter megatron arachnid and uh, the insecticon in episode seven and back to the insecticons a contingent of them wake up and they all fly towards the nemesis rc says oh you know our time of retribution go kill megatron don't come back till he's dead and just as they all fly off and it's not all of them. It looks like, I don't know, maybe a hundred. It's, it's a, a lot, lot. Yeah. A lot. But just as they all leave, the Autobots, or I guess Optimus, uh, RC, and Bumblebee bridge in 
up on a cliff above Arachnid. Yeah, and Optimus is like, I think what we're seeing here is an attempt on Megatron's life. And Arcee's like, yeah, so what's the problem? (laughs) (laughs) And and they see Arachnid down below them. And Optimus is like, well, we can stop her. And then the mask closes over his face. I uh, love when they do that. But she sees them and she says... uh, or she orders the rear guard to come back and fight the Autobots. Some of the Insecticons break off and come back. Yeah, as a dozen or so come at them. And as that fight breaks out, Arcee just takes off after Arachnid. Doesn't tell anybody. Yeah, this is cool. She she comes out of the smoke, comes flying off the cliff at Arachnid in bike mode. And so, so that chase starts. And back on the Nemesis, Bulkhead is climbing, crawling through like an air duct again, stealthily, stealthy. (laughs) And Megatron walks by and gets a call that there's an intruder on the ship and Bulkhead bites his lip and it was Starscream and Bulkhead relaxes. So yeah, Megatron turns to head to the bridge to deal with that. Meanwhile, Arachnid is still running away from RC in spider mode, even though it doesn't look like she's in that big a hurry. It's like, lady, you can turn into a helicopter. Really? Fly away. Well, speaking of flying, it turns out that there's two Insecticons chasing RC. And there was kind of a neat shot. I I, got to think that the animators in this show just really enjoy doing vehicle mode because all you have to animate is the wheels turning. And then the rest is, uh, you don't have to animate joints or anything, but the little bit of animation here is that RC turns her side mirror and sees these two Insecticons coming up in her ass. Yeah, and I, th- I thought this was straight out of Return of the Jedi, like when they're in the Endor forest, and because she lures one of them behind her to smash straight into a tree, and it goes spiraling out of control, and it lands on Arachnid. Well, it hits the other one that lands on Arachnid. They're both oh, out. Oh, okay. Bo- yeah, they're both out. But uh, when all the dust settles, Arachnid is finishing drilling into the ground, and RC sees her disappear. <laughs> Yep, underground. There's a surprise. So she gets the guns out, jumps down the hole, and back on the Decepticon ship, Megatron gets to wherever this is, and it's just a room full of dead Viacons. So we see that Starscream can kick the shit out of a lot of Viacons. I don't know why he didn't before. And this Starscream clone has his back to Megatron standing at the ton i guess and it's uh time to settle old scores and megatron's like really by yourself and then three other clones walk out commercial break and when we come back megatron right away he realizes okay these are a bunch of clones and starscream you are probably not among them so i will promote all four of you to my first lieutenant together if you go kill starscream now yeah and bring me his head on a stick and uh And then Megatron points out, like, look, you're just going to end up killing each other for bragging rights over who killed me if you do it. Because it's in your nature. do realize they'll have to work as a team to take down Megatron. But then they all hear the Insecticons approaching the ship. Yeah, we have a little cutaway where Bulkhead hears it, too. And then the Nemesis lurches, because I guess... Actually, I do have to say, there's an amazing shot here where the Nemesis flies by the camera, and then with the sun behind it, it's kind of blotting out the sun, suddenly a swarm of Insecticons come around and swarm the ship. Yep, so back with Megatron, um, they... Tell each the clones tell each other, don't worry about Megatron. We're gonna fire on the count of three, and they're like, one, two, five, three, sir, three. But then something hits the <laughs> ship and distracts them. And, and one of them asks, What was that? And then Megatron, now with his gun to his face, says, The sound of the tables turning. <laughs> yeah, Megatron kills like, well, all but one of them, and very quickly, just pow, pow, pow. Three of them are dead, and then the fourth one goes, eh. and Megatron, <laughs> Megatron takes out like well three of the four right away and then he's moving on the fourth and saying oh i really enjoyed killing three of you and i'm going to enjoy killing the fourth 
And then I guess there's another lurch of the ship, another explosion. And the fourth one, the clone just runs out a door. The door closes behind him. So Megatron walks up to the display screen and says, yeah. oh, arachnid. And back with the Autobots, uh, Bumblebee takes down another Insecticon. And that guess that's it for the rear guard. And Optimus radios RC. RC, RC, but she mm-hmm. doesn't respond. Because she's in a cave and she she enters this cave uh, and doesn't see that Arachnid is up on a on one of the walls. And it's, this is the Insecticon cavern, but yeah. Arachnid charges up her wrist palm guns. <laughs> yeah, she's lying in wait. Meanwhile, Megatron joins his troops on the hull of the ship and he just starts blasting Insecticons down out of the air. This was good Megatron visuals. Like, he walks out with that air of confidence, mm-hmm. even though there is chaos and war. There's a gr- another great shot here where one of the Viacons gets slammed by an Insecticon and he shoots it, but they both go over the edge and the camera follows them and it's, it is a long fall. Yeah, it, it just crashes onto one of the runners, I think, of the ship and then falls off of that, I think, after that. So back down in the Insecticon cave, R.C. and Arachnid get into a firefight. Yeah, she's, uh, R.C. sees Arachnid's reflection in one of the pods, and they mm-hmm. start exchanging fire. And R.C. manages to shoot her down off the wall. And, and now she's just on the ground, and she tells R.C., when you extinguish my spark, make it hurt. I'd extend the same courtesy to you. Which is a good line, but it doesn't Mm. make sense that you would say, hey, I would hurt you a lot if I killed you. So, hey, hurt me a lot, unless you're a masochist. So I'm going to argue that R.C., or not R.C., Arachnid is not just a sadist, but a fucking masochist as well. That woman is (laughs) fucked in the head. But R.C. even says, well, I'm not like you. And then... I think she says something like very well and pounces at RC in spider mode. So they have this big hand-to-hand fight. RC's got the, the blades out and this was a great RC move. She runs up and I think it was a jackknife kick or a jackknife knee from like Guile from Street Fighter 2. Where oh, she yes. like flips up, knocks RC or Arachnid into the air. I wish they didn't all have the f- fucking letters that start with the same name. <laughs> but she like knees or kicks Arachnid into the air and then midair drop kicks her. Yes. Back. It and was she, really cool. And she, Arachnid lands in one of the Insecticon cocoons or pods, whatever these are, and she steps on something inside it that activates it, and it snaps up around her, and then you see another one of her legs come down with, like, the, the energon leaking out of the end of it. Yeah, and she stops moving, cause, so she must be in some kind of stasis. But back on the deck of the Nemesis... All of a sudden, all the Insecticons just start landing around. And, like, there are a hundred at least of them. Oh, at least. And They're Megatron surrounding figures he's Megatron. dead, yeah. Uh, Megatron figures he's dead, but then the Insecticons all say, Lord Megatron, we love you, and can we suck your dick? Yeah. But you've got a nice body. Oh, you're so awesome. You're so amazing. You're so smart. Blah, 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 blah. Megatron's like, well, this day has certainly seen its share of thwarted intentions. <laughs> this Okay, so... This we're we're gonna come up to the part where Bulkhead blows out the engine of the Nemesis, and at that point, I was like, this episode should have just been called Megatron Zany Day. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Because yeah, yeah Bulkhead finds the power core of the Nemesis, and he's like, well, I got to get off this boat somehow. So one way or the other, yeah. he jumps down and like wrecking balls the this engine, I guess. And dude, you're in a two what four kilometer long ship. It's a huge fucking ship in the air, and you're gonna crash it into possibly populated areas. Yeah, what if you brought this thing down in the middle of like Las Vegas or Reno? You're in Nevada, right? There. 
It's a lot of desert, but there are populated areas. Well, we don't know that he's in Nevada because they're they're flying around the earth, right? Oh, yeah. They're I suppose on they a could different be anywhere, yeah. It could have been anywhere. Or the middle but, of the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Jakarta could have been New York City, the middle of the ocean. Fucking hit the top of Mount Everest. Anyway, uh, he blows it up, and the nemesis begins to careen towards Earth. And I like that when Megatron, he, the whole ship <laughs> yes. lurches. He's like, what now? And uh, back inside, Bulkhead runs into the last surviving Starscream clone who tells this clone's just like, out of my way, transform and flies off. Yeah, they're in like a landing bay or something. And then Megatron gets to the bridge, I think, and says to the Vicons, prepare for landing. So the whole nemesis just starts careening into a very minimally controlled descent. Mm-hmm. And it, it does crash land near the edge of a cliff. And as soon as it's down, <laughs> like one second later, Bulkhead escapes in vehicle mode. So back at Optimus HQ, Arachnid is, they have her pod now with her stuck in stasis. And I, I really like this line where Bulkhead, or Optimus gives RC a line where he's like, I'm proud that you didn't kill her. You did the right thing. But Bulkhead roars in and he's like, you guys are not going to believe the day I had. <laughs> and he sees Arachnid in stasis and he's like, oh, uh, you too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Great. So uh, the last clone returns to Starscream and he's like, I tried really hard, but everybody died. I'm so sorry, except I'm not sorry. Yeah, and Starscream's like, yeah, I kind of got that sense. <laughs> holding his side from all the pain. And, and behind him to his back, the clone aims his gun or his arm cannon at Starscream, but Starscream turns around and boom, fires at him. And I mean, he says, look, I knew you would try to kill me because you're me. So uh, sorry, dude. And points the gun to his head and screen goes black, which is kind of like a film student move because we hear a gunshot afterwards, but. <laughs> and then Starscream's like, ah, scrap that hurt. <laughs> The Energon is all boxed up and ready for shipment when Bulkhead finds it at the bottom of the well. Fine, but why did the Decepticons that mined it and boxed it up just leave it behind when they left? Like, is it just break time and they stepped out for a smoke? Is it dinner time? Or, or maybe Energon is like Roquefort cheese, like it has to sit and age in a cave for a long time before it's ready? Still, you'd think they'd maybe throw a tarp over the hole to keep the rain off or leave a guard or two behind. I mean, look how easily Bulkhead found it. Then, when it gets transported up the Stargate elevator to the Decepticon ship, we see it go inside and the bay door closes, but when we see Bulkhead wake up from his fall, all the energon has been stacked neatly away from the now open bay door. Did they just not notice the second largest Autobot passed out on top of the pile? You can just pitch two vehicons stacking the crates. Hey, Bill, there's a passed out Autobot up here. Not our job, Tim. Well, we could just drop him back out the bay doors. Not our job, Tim. Dude, it's right fucking here. We have to move him to get the energon. We could just stack the crates, Tim. It's not our problem. Should we maybe call someone? Tim. All right, fine. Hey, we should draw a deck on his forehead. We got crates to stack, Tim. Man, you must be a hit at parties. I'm fucking getting a marker. I'll, I'll be right back. Like, try not to sprain anything. Like, you're fucking sensitive. Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. The next episode we're going to watch is Flying Mind. If you want to see something you won't mind flying right past, you can find us on Twitter. <laughs> I'm at John Sobey. Paul is at pmcpherson1. That's a good one. Uh, make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, and uh, tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of Defimpus at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. Uh, did I really need to? Uh.